Like for the algorithm. Can y'all hear us now? Can you hear us now? I can hear you. It's still muted. Hold on. Let's make sure we got to have. Can you hear us now? Can hey Finley, can you hear Finley? Finley, say hi, I'm Finley. Yeah. Hi. I'm Finley. <laughs> hi. Okay, we're, we got yeses. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so let's continue acknowledging some of the quality people. Um, Kenya McIntosh also says, Finley, what's good with you? What's good with you, Finley? What's good? What's good with you, Kenya? What's good? What's good with you, Kenya? How you doing, Miss uh, Booze Booze? Booze <laughs> and Alex, what's going on now? How you doing? Yes, we got Jack hope Myers in the building. He says, hello, everyone. Have a blessed night. Shout out to Jack. We just saw Jack. We finally made it by the liquor store. We got us some Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey. And uh, what else we have? Oh, Peach Crown. So, you know, he was like, I'll see you in three months. And I was like, I'm not sure we can get through all of this in three months, man. Like, we're not alcoholics. We're, we drink responsibly around here. But shout out to Jack. Shout out to Jack. Mm-hmm. All right. Aunt Cindy in the building. He says, good evening from Uh-oh. Almost Broke America. <laughs> That's hilarious. Almost Broke America. <laughs> She's up in the DMV, you know. Things getting just crazy everywhere, but especially around there. Kenny McIntosh also says, Josh, what you eating? Um, I am eating, it was a grass-fed burger that we had meal prep last week, as well as some fried rice, which was also meal prep last week, which was really good because it was still, you know, it was still moist and like it wasn't like you know when you reheat rice a lot of times it's like dry and grainy and hard like the way I've prepa- the way I've uh, learned how to prepare it um, when you heat it up it's essentially just as good as when you when you initially cooked it so yes that is what I am eating glad that y'all can hear us we got a great show lined up with Mr. Finley Woods let's get right to the meat of it okay what's the problem? With young men today, or with men and just in general, what do you think the problem is? Um, well, Josh, I think the first thing is understanding your identity as as a male. Um, I'll say I think I'll say that's the first thing: understanding your identity, and then the second part is understanding your purpose, and then understanding who you are as a visionary. I think Ooh, okay, when you have those good. three, we we have those three things aligned right then and there. You can go long distance of how you uh, how you want to be as as a male. Um, a lot of times, you know, we don't have that uh that male role model in your home. That could be your father, grandfather, or uncle. You ever have that strong role, male role model in your home um, on a constant basis? You know, a lot of times, a lot of men um, seek to find it in other places, and mm-hmm. sometimes during that seeking, um, it's not the best male. But for them, they're just trying to find it. And they don't even know they're trying to find it. So right. I think it first starts with, you know, you know, we can even correlate this to um, what's said about purpose. Um, if you go back to the very beginning of the Bible, be honest with you, you know, Adam gave, I mean, God gave Adam a purpose. He said, go out here and get this garden together. So he right. already had a purpose already. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he was so naming the, the animals. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So even from the beginning, God already gave Adam mm-hmm. a purpose, you know. And so I think that's the I think that's the thing right there is that we have a lot of yeah we have a lot of brothers you know trying to figure it figure it out in this figuring out mode, but in the, the day they're not they're not focused on their vision what they actually want to get 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 to doing. Or so, yeah, or the vision well, that God has for them. So uh, yeah. the phrase you often hear for godly men is that they need to be able to. Know, provide, protect, and have provision. Um, and mm-hmm. a lot yeah, of yeah. young men, or men in general, just don't have the provision, which is the ability to have a vision for the future and to put press towards that vision um, while yeah, being man. able to provide, while being able to protect your household, or I mean, if you're single, mm-hmm. just protect yourself. And so I think if we can get back to that, then a lot of young men will be more productive. But I think you also hit a pressure point as well when you say that a lot of men don't have that strong role model that is close to them. And so yeah. they, they, they have this yearning for mm-hmm. you know, male leadership, and they might look for yeah. it in the wrong places, i.e. a rapper, i.e. Mm-hmm. an athlete who's not necessarily you know, an exemplary you know, citizen. You know, he might be able to be exceptional as far as what he can do as far as you know, playing on the field, you know, toting a ball, dribbling a ball, shooting a ball, but maybe he's not the best as far as like being a moral man. And so when you don't have that immediate father figure in the household or just around in your community, in the village, then they, they will look for it in other places. And a lot of times uh, it's not in the best place. And, they suffer long term as a result. Yeah, then you know you can even you know go on from that. You know, a lot of times, you know, I think for majority of men, we all know to provide, protect. You know what mm-hmm. you're saying in the beginning. You know, but the thing is, they don't know what that actually looks like. You know, you know, a lot of times, exactly, you know, yeah. You know, you and I being former former athletes back in the high school days, and for yourself in the college days, you know, you know how to physically, you know, to protect. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But there's also emotional com- component to it. You know. And so a lot of times what you kind of picked on was that character aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, even just being a macho man isn't what God provided, isn't what God wants you to be. There's a lot of times God is, very, you know, Jesus was very strong. You know, he carried that. Right. I'm not sure how, 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 how much the exact weight, how to cross weight, but that was a very heavy cross. I'm very sure. But at the same time, he can come to it. He can, he can, he can get on his knee and talk very, and very softly, but it's still powerful. You know? Right, right. And it so was a like a lot of times to get that. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it was like this emotional intelligence. So we've been yeah, yeah. pressing forward about like balancing the emotion and the intellect as far as like how you proceed with your face, proceed forward with your face, faith, mm-hmm. and knowing what to do in the right situation is perfectly exemplar- exemplified by Christ. It's like mm-hmm. there was times when he was super strong and bold. Yeah. There was times where you know he ducked out. With the crowd because he knew that he had to get out of a bad situation. Um, yeah, but then he yeah, also yeah. knew his ultimate purpose was to carry the cross and die for the sins of the world to be that, you know, to be the sacrificial lamb so that we can live because he lived, we can live. So, yeah, yeah I think man. that's, I think I'm that's actually really good. Uh, reading. I'm actually reading this book in my, uh, in my men's ministry group. We're reading this book. It's kind of funny you brought, you know, I saw. Your, these questions you had, you know, a lot, this book I'm reading up, you know, aligns with, you know, the discussion we're having, you know. Right, and right. And so it's this book, um, it's called uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, 
uh, understanding the purpose of understanding the purpose and power of men, understanding the purpose and power of men by Doctors Miles Monroe, and it kind of breaks down from if you don't know what Doctor Monroe is, man, he is like the OG of in the OG OG. He's passed away, rest in peace by now. But he's like the OG of like all for um, great pastors. Uh, I'm not sure if you, I know I don't know if she never heard of him before, Josh, but um, he has a lot of good content. Okay, um, I'll have to look him up. Anyhow, I actually haven't heard of him. Yeah, he um, has kind of like a, a Caribbean accent, so you know, oh, okay, maybe cool. a little hard to, um, I guess, comprehend. But he talks fine, you know. But uh, anyhow, my point is that um, we're reading this book, and it basically delves into this topic, you know, of uh, like male's identity. And one of the things we went over this past uh, Sunday uh, during we do it during our Sunday school and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, we talked about this section of the book and it really hit home to me and it it still kind of triggers me today but it makes sense um basically he was saying to, saying to uh you know me the reader saying hey as a man you have to be able to teach the word of god mm. you know and so and he's basically saying he made it so blunt he was like you shouldn't get married if you can't teach the word of god and i was like oh man <laughs> and Amen. so Amen. you know what i mean and so one of the things about it is that he even dealt you kind of getting more forward with it is that a lot of times he, he mentioned this? A lot of times is that you even see this to this day. Is that a lot of times is that if you're not teaching the word of God in your own home, you know what I mean? Then you may find your spouse or your kids going out somewhere else to find the word of God. So, for example, or you find may something, see like a lot of, or just find yeah, something. So yeah. For example, say if like you see this a lot, see if like a lot, you see like a lot of women in church, mm-hmm. you know. And so a lot of women, he was saying a lot of women, they go to church and they start seeking the pastor or the, or the minister and they start working. I was doing the work of them, you know, you could say, versus why isn't she being fed at home? Because now she's going to church to get fed from the from the minister. The pastor spent all the hours and, and time uh, there. But while at home, is not being fed to her at home. So that's why she's going out. Now she's hungry. So she goes out to the church and, um, and finds it there. And so... One of the things that I kind of asking myself about, I was like, yo, that's that's very that's very powerful because one of the things is that with my own father, you know, he was very, um, very, uh, uh, what's, the word, what's the word, acts of service based type of uh, leadership, you could say, you know, he wasn't very, uh, I guess he, he could talk, he could talk, I'll tell you that, but he wasn't very, I guess, minister, minister. He wouldn't like say, this is what this word says. He, right. he understands the basis of it and whatnot. He more led but by I, example, I, I, right? Yeah. More led by example. Right. You know what I mean? And so one of the things that I know for myself is that I definitely do, I do a good job leading by example, but when it comes to actually trying to say the word of God and say it to different people and now kind of like what you're doing on this show, mm-hmm. um, your own platform is a great, you know, great resource and a great uh, trait for you to keep, you know, um, Prohibited. I mean, to, I mean, continuing. My apologies. Continuing, because when you, you pass it down to you know your future wife, and, and if you and if your future kids and whatnot, you'll feel more comfortable saying whenever this scenario happens, this is how it's going to run. Because now you have that foundation laid within you with the Word of God, and now you can, and now you have, now you have to worry about any other things trying to come distract you because you know what you already rooted in. And so that's one of the things I was like that really hit home to me when I was reading this book. There's a lot of other points in here, but I was I just read this past Sunday that uh, really um, touched me right there. You know, being able as a man, you have to be able to teach the word of God. 
No, I like that. I like that. Amen to that. Amen. Um, so let's get into our first topic here. Um, it is rebuilding. Men. We already kind of touched on it, but let's get into what exactly that entails. And so my first question is, how can we help men become more godly? So I open it up to you, Finley. How can we help men become more godly? Um, I, I think the first, I think the first step is realizing that is realizing that, hey, how can I make this a safe environment for, 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 for the brother? You know, I think a lot of times is that when men come into to, to church, they, I don't want to say they don't feel intimidated. They just don't feel as, as welcome, you could say. For example, sometimes, you know, I heard men say when during praise and worship, you know, they're like, you know, how come you're not, you could you say crying and not feeling it. And it's, you know, it seemed like it's, it's not sometimes for us men, if it's not tangible, we can't put our hands on it. You know, for me, I'm an engineer. If I can't, if it ain't coming out to this correct solution, I can't see it, then it is a, it's a logical brain that coming to you, you know. But there's also a spiritual aspect of having a strong faith. And so I think one of the things is really relating it to, you know, to 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 that male. You know what I mean? Um, for 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 example, you know, when I think I think the last time I was on your show, we talked about First Timothy. You know, making it making it relatable to, you know what I mean. Um, a lot, a lot of times, I think it may be more catered that you may not have an emotional aspect with it, but when you're hearing it, you know, it actually correlates to you. And so, right. I, I, that's that, I think that's the first thing with it, like bringing it bringing it home to you. You know what I mean? Um, for example, you may you know go with the Joseph story, and you may correlate it to how you know you had your pitfalls in life, and then you correlate that hey, this is what Joseph did to get himself together. Right, so when right. you have that, we have your own, we have your own testimony. You can say you have your own ways you want to do it. That's how you correlate with it right there. You know. Right. So yeah. I think the first thing is that you don't have to bring somebody into a mass congregation to get them to get them bought in. A lot of times, majority of the time, in my opinion is that a lot of people that come to your church or wherever your church is is used because of one individual or two individuals because they just like before. that person. Yeah, <laughs> you know that. that is, I, you yeah, know, exactly. be like, I just like Josh. To be honest, I just like Josh. So I you came know, I don't because know why, of him. Maybe, yeah. You know. Yeah, well, yeah, so, but, that, I mean, that, but that's the importance look, look. of discipleship, right? It's like when you yeah. disciple outside of your church building or your church congregation, you're you're having church outside of you know church in a sense. And so, um, one of the things that stuck with me from a friend in high school, he always he well he said one time, "You should just live church," and I was like, "Wow!" That and that stuck with me ever since, and. What that means to me now is in everything that I do, I have to represent and I have to always be discipling in a way. That doesn't mean that I'm like throwing the word of God or throwing scripture at people, but I'm living the word of God. And then if I see an opportunity to witness scripture, then I can toss in scripture. But it's like, as I'm living, you know, I'm being this light and then when people see this light, they're like, hey, I am in spiritual darkness. I want some of this light. And then you lead them to the source because you aren't the source of the light. You're The source of the light is Christ. And so when they're like, well, what is this light within you? You point them back to the cross. You point them back to Jesus. And you show them the way, the truth, and the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, was so. at, when I, was, um, I was at this church just... A couple summers ago, this Mother's Day weekend church. Um, I was like, whatever. And so the dude was, the pastor was saying, it's like, you, 
your break, your your you breaking down may is going to lead to your breakthrough. And so a lot of times, you know, it's not the goal for everybody to be at the bottom of the bottom to then find themselves Christ. That's not the goal, you know. Right. For some for some people, usually that's a story you hear. I'm be honest, with you. you know, it's like, hey, I was running out of money. You know, the, the downs are the downs, and then I found Christ. You know, right. Um, that's the popular story you see. You know, but there are times when you you know you're say if you're just in the middle section. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, I got I got you know I got a good job, things going fine, but it's just this little niche that I needed just to take it to the next step. You know, and so. Uh, one one of the things that I know that that really connects with me is that um, one of the things I really find true with the Bible, with reading through it, is that it's it's the book that has all the foundation for your character development that you need. It, it answers all the questions that you need right right then and there, um, in front of you, and it's a very solid foundation book that even if I guess even if you're you're not as as in tuned with your faith just reading the bible by itself gives you a strong foundation of how you should carry yourself as as a as a man is what we're talking about here you know um i would agree and that's that's something that we preach yeah yeah, that's something that we preach here is like practical christianity right and so um going back to what you said like guys can't relate to what's being taught in church a lot of what's being taught in church is catered to women because women are the ones going but in order for you know society and households to be strong, you need strong men um, of moral, of good moral character, you know, leading in the household as well. And so, the preaching needs to be less about you know these miracles and these signs and these wonders, and we need to get back to saying that the miracle is in the transformation of the character that of of your character. You're you're becoming better formed as a man, you're becoming more disciplined, you're becoming more self-controlled, you're becoming more patient, you're becoming more kind, but you're also bold in your faith. You're also strong. You can also protect, provide, and you have this provision. And the ultimate vision that you should have is to become more Christ-like in your very nature. And that's that's what God does or in what Christ does when you submit to him. Um, and I think that's the the walk of a Christian. And I think a lot of guys think that it's just about, you know, believing in the sky daddy and he just, you know, like the fairly odd parents, like you, Wanda's, you know, you know, mm-hmm. making wishes come true because in a lot of cases, that's you know, sometimes what women are going to church for. And then they come back and it's like, oh, I just got me a blessing. You know, this, you know, something's moving and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, that sounds kind of wishy-washy like how like are you better did you did you turn away from the bad that you were doing i mean and it's it's great to have a testimony it's great that god can perform miracles and these things that we can't even comprehend at times but at the end of the day we have to get back to okay the miracle is actually in the transformation because every time that jesus did a miracle he made somebody whole and as a result that person went out and said Oh, this is this must be the Messiah. Could this be the Messiah? Right? They went out and they pointed more people back to Christ because now they were made whole. And so that's what Christ does in us. Whether he, you know, heals a disease, whether he um heals a sickness or whatever it is, 
ultimately, if you don't have a sickness, he should be healing your heart. He should be healing your soul and making that right, more whole right. because that's what Christ does. He makes us into, you know, he makes us more holy, more like him. Yeah, man. I'll say another thing added on to that. And um, is one of the things, uh, one of the things I was talking to my, uh, my girlfriend, I was talking about is having, having your order. You know, mm-hmm. um, what is your order? I think for a lot of us, for all of us brothers, is that when things are going right within our home, say if I lost my job and my car broke down and, you know, mom's sick, you're not thinking about going to church. You're like, man, I got to get this. I got to get, I'm just trying to find how to pay his light bill. You know what I mean? Right. And so a lot of times that you're, when things, it's kind of like when you're, it's kind of like, let's just say squatting, for example. You know, when you're squatting, like, and you get that weight get onto you. You're like if foreign starts getting all squeezed, you start trying, you just start to do whatever to get that bar up. You know what I mean? And a lot of times for us, for us men, is that when things start getting pressed down into us, we start to only focus on those things pressing down. Mm-hmm. And so my point is that you can have your life can be a lot. You whatever pressure you found found in yourself in your day to day life is that when you just you can start thinking about hey, you know how can I fix this? How can I fix that? Think about okay your order. You know, first thing you're rooting God. Right, okay, right. What does God? What does God want you to do? Yeah. You know what, amen. I mean? what? What? You know, I have 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 you prayed? You know, let me go to church. You know, right. on on Sunday and and even go on Wednesday if you if, if your work schedule don't allow you to. You know what I mean? Like find a way to get to get in church because let me tell you, you know, there's been plenty of times when you know I've having a, a bad week or a bad couple of days and I go to church and I feel like you said transformed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like a like like a breath of fresh air that hit me, you know what I mean. So I can start my week, you know, start my week as I need to go. But a lot of times, for us men, is the things the things that I think we may find value to us, you know, with you know the money, the status, and having the all this other glitz and glamour and all that. But what the character side, the inside of you, needs to be built up foundationally, needs to be built up with the Word of God. You know, and so once you have that order, you're that structure in your life because you know us, us men, we love some structure. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And so the thing is, we need the, your structure needs to first start with with your with God, and then you know from there with your family, loved ones, and, and kind of work work your way down from there. But a lot of times we like to do it. Op- we like to do it. We like to do it when we want to do it. You know what I mean? So like, if I'm feeling good. I'm gonna put God first because now everything else behind at the bottom of the totem pole is doing good. But the things at the bottom of the totem pole are doing good. I was like, nah, I need get I need to go ahead, build this back on up. So you put so much time on your career, you put so much time on what you really whatever you got going on for yourself, you put so much time towards that that you lacking what really got you there. You know, and that's through and that, that's through the foundation of Jesus. No, amen to that. Amen. All right, let's get to our second point in this segment, and that is be light, and when men recognize the light in you, show them the source. So I actually kind of alluded to this already, <laughs> yeah, but it's basically saying the way to change men now is by you as a man being a light. And I mean, we're talking to men in this, but women can apply the same principle. But you as a man, be a light to where you be a light to the to the extent that other men see you and say oh like what is this light and then when they ask what is this light and you get the opportunity to witness to them to evangelize to them to disciple them then you point them to the source you point them to your faith and you tell them practically how this makes you better 
right? How following the patterns of Jesus, which means that, hey, you sacrifice stuff for the here and now, right? Stuff, these old ways have to die so that Jesus yep. can, mm-hmm. you know, rebuild your temple um, in a mm-hmm. sense. Because Jesus says, and we'll get into this in the second, the second topic, mm-hmm. um, that, hey, like you can destroy this temple, but three days I will raise it. And that is a similar pattern that we that we have to follow as Christians because that's the pattern of Christ. That's what he will yeah, do in yeah. us. When we have to pick up our cross and follow him, it's like we have to die on the cross. Like these things in our lives have to die. Like we have to put down, you know, our phones all the time and we have to get to work to be more productive as men. We have to put down looking at women online. We have to put down, you know, uh, we have to filter our thoughts, make sure that our thoughts are on things that are productive, that are fruitful, rather right. than right. things that are degrading to our soul. And so once we get mm-hmm. back to that, then we can get back to, you know, living properly and we'll have a stronger right. community, at least community village around you. And then that can, you know, trickle out to the to the greater uh, society. Right, man. It kind of reminds me of the um, a little bit of Moses in the Bible in Exodus, man. You know, when I remember reading where he um, went up Mount Mount Sinai right. to, to to talk with God, have a private one on one conversation. You know, kind of like what your what your quote you just had up there. Uh, could you put it back up if you don't mind that uh, the light and source quote you just had it up? Oh yeah, yeah, appreciate it. And so it kind of reminds me what I was reading is like really about Moses that. Hey, Moses, the source was God. Moses was, in this sense, you could say in this, in this analogy, is that he was the light. And the thing about Moses is that it's, it's crazy now since I'm putting it, you know, put it together, is that Moses wasn't even the spokesperson. Aaron was a spokesperson. So yeah. think about it. Think about it. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. You got a guy who's been, you know, who's been blessed to have this connection with God. Actually got a chance to go up, go up, go up a mountain and be one-on-one with him. But this, but but the thing God did is like, like, hey, I can't I can't talk that good, you know what I mean? And even though God was like, no, he doesn't need to talk, he doesn't need to talk. And Aaron, I mean, I mean Moses still being you know kind of hard headed. He's like, okay, fine, I'll give I'll, Aaron. Aaron, you do talking. Is that it? Kind of reminds me of like of men. Is that a lot of times is that hey, even though you don't feel like you're capable, you can still have a friend by your side. You can still have somebody to go in your own secluded place to help to, 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 to help to help you out. And you know, you can still have God there along your side the whole time. And so sometimes, you know, a lot a lot of a lot a lot of us brothers, you know, we may we see we see the light, but a lot of times, you know, you don't we don't have that direction to get up that mountain. Right. And so um, you know, and really tune in with you know lots of just like with um, Moses that if you were notice was just be quiet. And just sit, sit there, and just be like, let me listen to the Lord, see what's going on, you know. Um, I think there's another part in Moses is that I think when they're um, leaving out of uh, uh, Egypt and whatnot, and I think they got, I think they had to cross the river, and they're in a war and all that kind of stuff and all that jazz. Um, during that time, is that yeah? I think about it when I was, you know, reading it like a, a long time ago. But anyhow, my point is that think about how many distractions most of us going on. Think about you being in the war and all that. You know, you got this, you know, swords fighting, however they, you know, they fought and all that. And you have to be calm, cool, collective to sit and be like, okay, God, 
leave me out of this. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of like what I said, right. said, said in the beginning of our discussions that when you're about to have your breakdown, that's when you have your breakthrough. And so mm. that's, that's what's kind of up in my head. So when you're about to have... Uh, I didn't mean the wonk, wonk, wonk. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> say, say that again. Uh, uh, when, 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 you, when you're about to have your breakdown, that's when your breakthrough is going to happen. Yeah. Because God is with you. No, I like that. I like that. So you hit a couple things that I want to touch on, um, but I... A lot of okay. people don't understand how to be the light, right? So if we put this yeah. quote back on the screen, it's like, be yeah, light. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, that's that's a command. It's like, how can I be light? And so a lot of young men don't understand how they can best ex- like bear the light that Christ has given them. And so I think that goes back to knowing what you're good at, becoming good and furthering your expertise at whatever field you're in. So for instance, like I have a real desire to, you know, produce content like this, but I didn't yeah. just, I didn't just stop at, Oh, I'm just going to produce this content. Right. I said, no, I'm going to use my gifts and talents to the best of my ability. And so what yeah. you get is I learned how to do these graphics. I learned how to make thumbnails. I learned all the ins and outs of YouTube. I follow YouTubers that I like to model and I see like, well, how are they doing this? How do they intro their stuff? How do they conduct conversations um, or in interviews and different things like that? And so all of that is making me better. That is a practical step. Um, yeah to become more of the light that Christ has given me. So Christ gives you something, right? And you have this skill. And now your job with this skill is to, you know, become more whole. Like like we were just saying, the process of Christ is making us more of a whole person, making us holy, making us more like him, making us excellent. And so that applies, that, that fractals down to every area of our life, including the skills that we acquire. And so if you have a skill, right, I, for me, like it's, um, you know, making productions or, you know, we can go back to sports. If you, if you have a skill in a sport, then it's not good enough to say, oh, I'm good. I'm already good. <laughs> That's funny because my brother used to, my brother used to say that. Like, my mom's like, hey, you going to get out there and practice? My brother would be like, I'm already good. It's just like, it's just like, hey, no, you gotta get, you gotta get out there and practice. And so, eventually, he learned and he became more diligent, and he's been able to. Now he has the, uh, the school record for stolen bases. But you don't get there unless you're constantly working at perfecting your skills, becoming more excellent in that skill, and then pushing the boundaries of what is possible. And when that happens, that is God enlarging your territory. When you push the boundaries of what is immediately possible for you at that time or for humanity in a sense, which is, that's when it's like, okay, now, now you're actually, you, you are really excellent. So like, I mean, think about Usain Bolt. It's a good example. Um, he used his God-given ability to push the boundaries of what was possible, not just for him, but because he pushed the boundaries of what was possible for him, it pushed the boundaries of what was possible for humanity. So nobody, no man's ever run as fast as him in 100 meters. And I think 200. Is it two? I'm not sure if he still has a 200. But I know 100 meters. Um, and so 
that's what you have to do in every area of your life. It's it's like a fractal pattern that Christ represents. It's like, do you do this in this area? Do you do this in this area? And then it's like all these little patterns that develop you. And when all of the pattern, when the pattern is complete, which it will never be complete because you won't be whole in every single area of your life because there's all more, there's always more light to get. I heard somebody say that in a video I was watching. There's always more light from Christ to get. And so there's, there's never a point where you're like, oh, I'm, this is it. Like I've reached the conclusion. I've reached the limit of God. It's like, no, there's always more to be enlightened within you and um, always more that you can seek as far as, you know, God is concerned and what he can do through you. And so I think men need to understand that and need to understand how to apply that to their lives and they will become more productive rather than thinking of Christ as, you know, the the sky daddy. I always hear that reference, like this this guy in the sky um, who's, you know, just making wishes come true or not making wishes come true. And it's like all this like, oh, God will do it if he wants. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. It's like, no, there's actually a pattern. And when you submit to Christ, you're submitting to this pattern of being. And then the goal is to become more like that. And it's like, yeah, you might have times when you fall short of the glory. But then it's like, let me refocus and set my eyes on the pattern of patterns, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, so that I am more oriented towards Christ and so that he can continue the work that he's already started within me. So, yeah. Yeah, man. That's what I got. in agreeance with you, man. All right, let's move on to our second topic, signs. So, in this section, I wanted to go over um, the first the opening question that I had is what signs or fruit should men look for as they become more godly so you know we hear signs and wonders but we already kind of put it into like let's get away from thinking of the signs and the wonders as these mystical things that you know like limbs growing and things just we can't comprehend and let's get back to I mean and that's great if that happens Okay, praise God. But let's get back to thinking of signs, wonders, and miracles from a very basic structure. So what would you say um, are the fruits or the signs that men should look for when at, on their quest to become more godly? Uh, I'll, say, I'll say the first thing is, I'll say, I'll say the first thing that comes out of my head is just realizing that he breathed life into you. You know, he, he said, make it base, you know, from the basic, like, understand, like, he breathed life into, you know, understanding that, hey, when you have this faith component, you know, what I mean by that is, like, for example, like, when you get in your car and you drive, to say you drive to work, there's a faith component you have to have. You know, just because you're the driver does not mean you're 100% control of the, of the vehicle. The vehicle can still break down. Something can happen here, or there. Mm. Yeah, so those there there are things that happen. Like for example, this past uh, weekend, for myself. Long story short, I had a lot of flight delays. Um, flight ended up getting canceled, leaving out of Dallas, Texas. And there's a there's a moment where um, I wanted to get a get get a hotel at uh, this you know 
good old hotel in, in, in Dallas and whatnot. And the person, the, my, you know, the person booked it and whatnot. And um, long story short, you know, I looked on the news kind of the following, following couple of days, man, there's a, there's like a little accident, you know, some little, some, I'm not sure what it exactly was, but some type of a mishap happened around that area of that hotel. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. And, and so, uh, oh, man, let, let me phrase it. Uh, I, they booked the hotel, but when I called the hotel, uh, they didn't have any room. So it's kind of like they. Uh, kinda, so it was one of those oh, things they, where they, it's they, like they, overbooked. They yeah. Yeah, they overbooked me. Yeah. So um, that's so realizing that everything you have that you do in your life, there's always a faith component behind it. You know, um, when it comes well, yeah, to I mean, safety, just going into the future is faith yeah. by itself. Like you yeah. don't know, you know, what's going to happen the moment you step. Like if you're walking, when you step forward on your next step, it's like, you know, you could come down wrong. And like your knee gives out or whatever, so it's like every time you take a step, you're walking in faith in a sense. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, man. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You got the faith component. Um, I'll, I'll say another thing is that reading, <clears throat> reading about the men in the Bible, and realizing that they're not perfect either. I think a lot of times with men is that <clears throat> they think the pastors are very. We think of godly, you know. You think of this person right. so perfect who don't do. I don't know. They 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 don't even drive over the speed limit, you know. <laughs> like that 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 type of that type of cat, you know. But understanding that this person who's in the pulpit isn't perfect at all, you know. And so I think if men will understand, will read. I guess read any story in the Bible. I mean, any sort of man. Um, even you can read about Abraham. That was God's first friend, but Abraham. He had um he's a he's a reason um what's called um his when he's turned he had Hagar as his wife, I mean as right. his uh, first child. And Hagar and so basically he cheated, uh, you know what I'm saying? So my point is that I understand that nobody nobody in the Bible is perfect. And you're not perfect either. And so when I think when men come to that realization of hey, this cat right here wasn't perfect, and I know I'm not perfect. And if he can get through that back in the BC times, well, I didn't have any of this iPhone computer, all this stuff we're using now, realizing that, hey, I don't have it as bad as he did, but right. so I can get through it, you know? Um, I think that's the next thing. I think, then my last thing, and I'll be quiet, is that understanding, once I said visionary before, is that understanding what kind of man you want to be. So usually whatever kind of man you want to be, find that guy who resembles it the most. And ask them how they got there, you know, um, and realizing when then attach it to how do you want your family to be? You know what I mean? So a lot of times, you know, is that you don't when you say what I want to be, then you, then you put like, OK, what I want my kids and my wife, my, my whole family dynamic to be. That kind of changes your perspective a little bit. It's like, hold on, I don't I don't I don't want to have my kid in jail. You know, what I, mean? I don't want to have my kid, you know, doing some derogatory things and all that, you know, even so. I think I think those are the two things right there. Finding finding that male who you look up to and asking them, you know, how did you get here? You know what I mean? Because a lot of people they don't mind talking about themselves. You know, that's something I figured. You know, I think I'm a very good networker, I, and I think one of if I'd write a book, I'd definitely put the top five spots to network for me is at the church because I know it's come from a good source of men who been who's been here and done that, and they're just trying to they're all we're all trying to get better. You know right, I mean? right. No, amen to that. Amen. I like that. I mean, and a big part of what you said is like, hey, 
understand what you want in your future. And I think a lot of people have this idea of what they want to happen, but then they don't go through the process of making sure that they can execute that. And so it, I always relate things to sports. It's like, yeah, we're here. We got the team together. We want to win a championship. And it's like, but we don't practice or we only practice for a certain amount of time or we only practice that practice and none of us do anything you know, outside of practice. Like we're, we're not trying to get better individually. We're only you know, getting better in a sense when we are practicing together. But great teams know that, hey, this is the goal. This is the mission. Everybody on board? Yes, yes, yes. So everybody needs to do what they have to do to ensure that they are ready to play in the game, to make sure that they are excellent in the game so that we can fulfill our mission. And so they not only have faith, um, and well, they not only have a goal, but now they, they have faith, like an active faith, to where now they're putting in this process. They don't know if they're going to win the championship, but now they're going through the process. They're letting this process happen to work towards this goal. And that can be, um, you can relate that to what Christ can do in you as well. Um, it's like, hey, I have faith um, in you know, becoming sanctified I have, uh, and by, by God. I have faith in becoming more like Christ. And so now I have to submit to the process, to the pattern of Christ, and walk actively into the future with that pattern in mind or in, in that pattern, with that pattern. So it's like, like I said, the pattern is basically die to self, right? Take up your cross, you know, be crucified, and then Jesus can, you know, resurrect. Um, and I'll say one thing, man. It's like life. when you give your life up to Christ, what's this in John 3, the famous verse, John three sixteen. you know, uh, right. you give your life to Christ, you will have everlasting life. Right. You know what I mean? Because like, Jesus is life. He, and so it's like once yeah, you yeah. once yeah. you give your life to Christ and what that looks like is like I said, I said the term active faith. It's not just yeah. it's not a belief. Like faith isn't just like a propositional belief, like, yeah, I believe in Christ. Faith is like like we were saying, like you have faith that the car's not you're driving the car, but you have faith that it's not going to break down. And so you have to have this active faith this what I'll what I'll coin the term to you know proceed in the future after Christ to do the will of God and so that's why he says that those who love me will obey my commandments so yeah yes sir yeah. so let's get to our second point here and our second point is your temple must be restored so that Christ can raise and restore you. Actually, that's supposed to be destroyed. So your temple must be destroyed. And so um, I have a verse. It is John 2, 19 through 22 right here. Ah, not up. Hold on. So basically, I'll, I'll let you respond to this, and I'll try to get this up, okay? It said John. That's on the screen. Oh, never mind. Well, yeah, yeah, just respond to this quote. Oh, 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 oh gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> I'm going to try to get this um, your temple must be destroyed so that Christ can raise you and restore you. I think that the main job for me reading, I think that comes down to what you're saying earlier about submitting. You know, the same way how 
a lot of us men can submit ourselves to the process of trying to grow um, your physical strength. You know what I mean? Right. You know, having to submit to like, I can't eat McDonald's. You know, I got to eat some some protein, some healthy fats and all that. The way same we can, you can submit to that process. So I understand in three months I can lose my, you know, 15 pounds or gain my, you know, increase my PR and bench or whatever. You know what I mean? Understanding that this is the same process that Christ wants with you. <clears throat> so understanding that, <clears throat> you know, when you accept, you know, Christ into your life, understand that you are submitting everything that you had in your past and you come out a, a brand, even quote unquote, a brand new person. Right. And you start Preacher, your, yeah. and you start your Christ walk. You know what I mean? And so the thing is that, you know, it doesn't matter if you <clears throat> one years old, 80 years old, or, I don't know, 105 years old, you can still, you know, become the body, the work, the works that Christ wants you to be, you know? And so it, it, there's never a time when it's too late, you know? Um, right. Yeah. You can turn, a, you can turn away. Up. Yeah. You can turn away from the process that are killing you and turn towards the light and walk towards the yeah. light. And as you walk into the light, you, are bearing more of the light because you're getting closer to the source. Like it's it's kind of like mm-hmm. when when you're lighting things, like you're lighting a studio, they always say like you want the light as close as possible because that's when mm-hmm. it's going to be the brightest, right? Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. you have if you have a light that's, you know, pretty powerful but you stick it like way back in the studio, it's not going to work as well as you think it does because or i mean maybe that's the look you're going for but it's not going to be as bright and so when you turn away from your sin when you turn away from darkness and you walk towards the light the closer yeah, yeah. you get to the light then the more the brighter it becomes and the the mm. the more light that you are bearing and reflecting out into the world so the more illuminated you actually are and so yeah i have the uh, i have the verse up now and it is uh, John 2, 19 through 22. It says, Jesus answered them, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. The Jews then said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years. And will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking, well, he was speaking of the temple of his body. After, after he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. Amen. And so this is, so when I say, let's go back to, no, not points, sorry, went to the wrong one. So when I say your temple must be destroyed so that Christ can raise and restore you, I'm essentially saying that, hey, when you submit to God, you know, old things have to pass away, right? And you have to destroy your temple, like your body, right, has to be cleansed in a sense so that Christ can rebuild it and restore you back to what you were actually intended for. And so that's where this quote actually comes from is um, when I was reading John 2 the other day, I was like, wow, that's that's interesting. And that kind of goes along with this process that I've been thinking about of what Christ does in us. And so it's, it's, it's awesome. Let, let, let me add on to what you're saying there, Josh, man. I think when men hear that, I'm just going to, to remember, it's like you don't have to 
there's a process to it. Okay. Right, right. So the thing is when it comes to submitting, you don't have you're not a lot of men are like, man, I don't know if I want to give this away. I want they think they'll go cold turkey. All right. Right, right. In reality, that's what God that's in reality, that's what God wants you to do, I'll be honest with you. But in reality, that's not that's that's just that's just not reality. You know, if you've been living this way for twenty eight years, it just ain't gonna just be like, oh, twenty years is go away. You know, the thing is that my thing is that when you're with the men in your church, mm-hmm. this is when your community comes involved. This is when your community really comes heavy for you. When you're with the men and women of your church, specifically we're talking about brothers, so let's just talk about brethren now. When you're with the men in your church and you're le- and you're taking this step into your faith, saying that, hey, I want to get better. I want to submit my life to Christ. And understand that a lot of men, are, they're afraid of the lifestyle they're living is going to be completely changed because they, they haven't prepared the lifestyle to transition yet you could say you know right, right and so the thing is with your verse that you're i think i think they may get misconstrued as men that they're saying hey christ has gave his whole life up right now he just he said take just take me right well well here's the well here's the well here's the thing really really quick here's the thing so if we go if we go back to this verse here pull it up again okay it says so in three days I will raise it up in three days. And so it's like there's this process. And then when Christ talks about his kingdom, he says that it will be, you know, like bread that that is leavened, that has it has to take time to raise, essentially, or like this small, you know, mustard seed or oak tree or oak seed that grows into the greatest tree in the world. That's how that's how Christ's kingdom is. And so you can also apply that to that's how, you know the kingdom moves within you as well. It's this process where it's like, once I turn away, it, it, there's, there's a time period where, you know, the bread has to be leavened, right, within you. Like mm. the light, like when you walk towards the light, it's like, oh, you probably can't even see the light if you're so far away from it. But as long as you're walking towards it, like I said, once you, as you're getting closer, start to, see more of the light. You start to see more of Christ in everything that right, you do. Right. You see what I'm saying? And so there yeah. and so back to yeah, I'm glad you brought that up for so that we could clarify that is don't just expect to be like, oh Christ, and then everything in your life becomes better. But it's like, yeah, once I turn to Christ, everything gradually becomes better because I start to actively fix everything in my, well, Christ starts to actively fix everything in my life because I've submitted to the process of what God can do within me. Right, right. Yeah, 100%. You know, I think you hit the nail on the cough right there. I just just don't want men who are listening just to be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to be a brand new man, you know, once I get baptized. Right. You... You still got this. You still got the same haircut. You still got the same, you know, <laughs> school you got to go to. Right. The thing is that now your 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 vision has been open. You know, you went mm-hmm. from twenty. You got you got you got God vision now. You know, in, right, in right. And so the thing is that we just have to get clarified a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we have to find your you have to find your prescription. You can say, and so along that journey, I'm finding you know, what God really wants for you and what your purpose and your, the reason, because everything he has, he has, he has created down here on this planet earth is for a purpose. You know, exactly. you, 
you, I'm talking to the view, I guess the viewers, you could say, you have a purpose, you know? And so the thing is, when you have that journey along with your, with your, with your Christ walk, that is you discovering that. And so the thing is, you can't discover, you can't discover your Christ walk when you haven't submitted your life to Christ. Mm. And so that, that is a really key pair of things. So being around a, a congregation of men uh, that who you see, because that's the only thing you see at the outside. You just see, you know, look them looking good, looking healthy, looking at, you know, have that light, like you're saying, Josh. Right. But the thing is, once you once you sit down with them one on one, and you start asking your questions, you start diving deeper into the word, understanding what's going on, how can you apply it to your own life. That's when the transformation and the and your and your body right, starts exactly. you know, feeling a little different. You know, it's like yeah, you have to dive into the word, and then. After you've dove into the word, then the word can apply. Like you can go out and apply it, and you can once you've read it and once you've let it creep into your soul, then once you live your life, you can actively see how it applies to your life. And so you can see, oh, mm-hmm. like I can see how Christ is moving in this way as I'm living. Like this is what I just read, and now I can actually apply it with my walk. Or this is what I was discussing with, you know this deacon or this brother at church and now I'm seeing it actively. And so there's a there's a there's a component to this whole walk where you have to live. It's not just I'm in the book, I'm in the book, I'm in the book and I know I know the words and I know the scriptures. It's like, yes, that's that's great. You you need to study and you need to understand the word, but then you also need to go out and you need to see God in the world. See how Christ manifest in the world so that you see the examples of what could be and what he is doing in you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's this group I'm in in the middle of Georgia area. Um, it's called all the King's men. Um, my brothers were all, were all in it. And every year um, it's all, it's, it's a faith based all men's group. It's pretty, uh, I'll say about 20 people up in there. Um, but they're all real tight with each other, you know. Ages, ages range from eighteen to um, realistically about, you know, sixty, sixty plus. Um, but anyhow, we meet, we meet by every Thursday. But every year we do this camping trip in um, somewhere in somewhere in Georgia, and this is a real this is a real good time that us as men we get all distractions away because we're out in the middle of the woods. You know, we don't have no cell phones, we don't have no cell service or anything like that. We just got the fire, some chairs, and you know the stuff that you bring to camp with, obviously. And the thing is, we each each day it's about over the weekend type deal. Each day we have these topics we talk about. You know what I mean? And every time I go on this camping trip, I come out a new a new refreshed mind. You know, because it's not only I get the component of okay, we're having these uh Christian based discussions and teachings going on, right. but obviously once we get done with the the session, you can say. That's when my time, that's another time when I can like talk to these men because I don't got nothing else to do, to be honest with you. So I'll just be, be able to talk to these to these men and ask them, like, hey, how did you do this? What did what do you think about this on this session? You know, what what did you take away from here? You know what I mean? And so I really think when it comes down to being around those environments right there, getting away from all the distractions, getting away from everything that you think is important, you know, what you think is important, but at the end of the day is that you just have the fire and your Bible and your, and, and your tent to you know keep you comfortable, comfortable and all that, and so I, I really um, I really like the that foundation of finding a really good you know group of men who is like a biblical teaching group 
that at the end of the day you can relate with from um, what you have going on. Oh yeah, amen to that because that's that's like the definition of iron sharpening iron right there. And I have a quote that we will dive into later in the profitive section um, when it says it basically says dull when you're around dull people you get dull results and we. Mm. We explored that a little bit on the last profitable conversation that I did solo when we were talking a little bit about John Morant and making sure that you are around people who are sharp, who are sharp so that they can sharpen you and y'all can sharpen each other. But if you're around dull people, then you're going to start to get dull results because, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing there to sharpen you. And so that goes back to the, you know, old adage that everybody says, you don't want to be, you're the average of the the five closest people, three closest people, the closest people around you, basically. Or that it's a, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You want to be like one of the dumbest, right? Um, so that the, the people who are smart can sharpen you. And then as you get sharper, then you can continue to sharpen them as well. And so that's that's the whole idea behind that. But it actually goes back to as iron sharpens iron, so does another man sharpen another. So we'll get we'll dive into that a little bit later. Um, we are on signs. When we come back, we're going to explore uh, more of who Finley is. He's in a new relationship, so we're going to get into that as well. And then we will close with prof tips. So we will see you right back in a second. Remember, God is with you. That's good. That's good. This is kind of how I see the religious today. The religious today are basically they're just super stiff and they 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 claim to know everything about God. And so that kind of gets me into my first point: is the religious are machine made and not God made. And so instead of letting the Holy Spirit come into their lives and do a work in them, they're just following you know, a systematic theology in a sense to where everything is laid out for them and they become basically just these machine-made things. So, so like nowadays, there's all, we, we machines make everything, right? It, you, they go through, they line up on a conveyor belt and this piece does this and this piece puts this together. And then at the end, you have all these identical pieces rather than um, in the Bible, it says that God is, you know, the potter and are the clay and he should be molding you and transforming you in that way we shouldn't be machines of man-made ideas but rather we should take what god has blessed us with right the identity that god has given us and maximize it according to his will according to the values that jesus laid before us It's Profitable Conversations with my man Finley. He's getting his uh, charger together. But we about to rock out. Thank you guys so much, quality people, for rocking out with us. Make sure you share this with your family and friends. We are having a great time today. Great discussion. I thought that was very fruitful, very, very edifying for me, for sure. I learned a lot. I got sharper. But if you're in the building, make sure that you... Because we out here trying to spread that practical religion. And that's re- that's really the goal of this show is to help people become sharper, right? I'm not going to be 
Um, hold on, let me get back. What is going on? What just happened? Like for the algorithm. Okay, that was weird. Okay, gotcha. All right, we we're out here. Oh, Finley's back. Cool. What's up? Welcome back to the show, Finley. So we're out here, and the goal of this show and the goal of this channel really is to sharpen people. It's like we're not going to go through a bunch of theology on this channel. We're not going. We leave that to you know scholars. We're not going to go through Greek. We'll leave that to smart Christians and or the smart Christian channel and you know different scholars of that age. But we want to discuss real life things um, and examine scripture and recognize the patterns of scripture to apply it to our lives. And so that's that's really the goal of the show and the goal of the overall channel. And we we probably have uh, some news about. You know, different changes coming up on the channel. So you're going to want to stick around for that. First, before we get into our next segment, though, let's acknowledge some of the quality comments from the quality people. So we have here, it says, uh, Kenya McIntosh says, make men strong again. Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. All right. Sonia Prophet says, good conversation, guys. Thank Jerry. you. God is with us. Aunt Sidney says, says, Amen. Use your gifts to spread the gospel. That's good. Can you only see the comments? No, you can see them. Wait, can you see them? Uh, Well, I can see them on the screen, but like... Oh, I I see all the comments, but... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm popping up, up on the screen just the comments that we're going to review. And so I like okay. choo- I go through and choose the different comments. So, um, Sonia Prophet, and we could probably react to this. It says Galatians 5:22 through 23 says be the fruit of the spirit. Oh, but the fruit of the spirit, excuse me, is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's something we talk about all the time on this channel is that is the characteristics of what we want to be, and I think that's a you know, good thing to strive for as part of sharpening your character as a man. What do you think? Um, I, I, I think it is. I think I think that last part, that self-control aspect. Actually, let me, let me start from the top. The fruit, you know, understand the fruits of your labor. You know. Um, a lot of times, I think for us men, is that we get this confused with not kind of word it the instant gratification mm. versus the long the long term um, satisfaction. This verse this verse is hitting on the long term satisfaction that you can never you can't replace this. You know what right. I mean? You know somebody just can't come in just take this away from you. This is something that's this is all character char- char- character inner work traits. That makes you. That really makes people see your light. To be honest with you. Right. And so, um, those, those are my thoughts right there. Oh, I like that. I like that. Those, those are, those are some solid thoughts. All right, T Max in the house. Hello, everyone. Made it to Florida. Hope all are doing well. Just tired. Well, we want to you know, shout out T Mac and her husband. Uh, that is Kenya's parents. They just moved to Florida today, and so they had a, a long journey, probably a long, tired, tiresome day, as um, as yeah. I would presume. And I am glad that you made it. And 
I'm glad that you were able to, you know, join us for the podcast. Man, they moved all the way to Florida and still tapped into your boy, man. That's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got, that's, commitment. We, that's commitment right there. That's commitment. We got quality people around here, man. Shout out to all the quality people in the building. All right. Mama Prophet also says, T-Mac, I just got home and found a plate of pound cake and another wonderful card. Woman, stop spoiling me. That's how. That's exactly how she would say it. I've already inhaled mm-hmm. two slices. It's so Uh-oh. good. Uh-oh. Amen. Amen to that. I actually haven't Uh-oh. ate my pound cake yet because I hadn't eaten today, and so I had to eat my dinner first, and then I might I might grab a slice before I um, journey into my night because I heard it was good. If my mama said it was good, you know it's good. All right, Aunt Cindy said that's what is really missing in many churches adult men age that uh are mentoring the next generation yes amen i yeah you you hit the nail right on the head there it's like that is what is missing um well throughout society but especially in the church and i think the church when the church is strong then it gives the it opens the door for the society and the community to be stronger as well and so if that's not happening, well, you're, you're starting to see the results of that. And so thank you guys for quality comments. Let me see if there's any more. Yep. So we are good to go. We're going to get in to our next segment. Finley Woods. He's on the chopping block, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh. He is our special guest today. So we're going to be just talking about what he's doing now. He's in a new relationship. We might get into that. Mm-hmm. Might give you a little relationship advice too. So stick around for that as well. Uh, but yeah, Finley, let's just start with what's what's new in your life? What's old in your life? What's going on in your life? Oh man, um, I guess what's new in my life for this this I'll just start this this month of May. Um, this month of May. There's a lot of traveling going on in this month of May going into June. There's a lot of uh, the work trips, um, a lot of um, this personal travel. I was in, I was actually in Georgia um, the first two weekends of May for Mother's Day weekend and uh, to see a friend of mine graduate and whatnot. Then I just got off travel from TDY and all that. Um, and I still got some other trips. My brother's getting married the beginning of June. So I got to fly out to uh, Lake Tahoe, Nevada. Uh, that'll be my first time in Nevada, period. And then uh, I got my grandma. She's, uh, I'm not sure how old she's turning exactly, but I know she's like in her 90s or so. And so this weekend, Memorial Day, we'll be having a uh, birthday get together, you know, for as a you know, family type day. Oh, yeah, so, um, but yeah, man, I, you know, I still, you know, I guess I want to say it's old, but it's consistent, you know, you know, still, you know, you know, attending, you know, my, my church I go to down here, um, you know, going, staying active with the men and, you know, doing, doing the works of God still, you know, going, you know, still trying to kill, kill that work, you know, um, at work I did, uh, uh, I got my, you know, the performance review type deal and they said, right. They said, I'm killing it, you know what I mean? And essentially, you know, killing it and. They, uh, they, gave, they gave us a good fruits for uh, as a, as an award, you could say. Hey, all <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that, that's that's doing good. I think right now I'm in trying to um, 
really cut back on some some debt. I'm trying to pay off. Be honest with you, Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been going on, but you know, trying to really hone in on less kind of personal travel, you can say, and um, put that money that can go to personal travel and put it towards you know the debt, so I can start being be debt free. Period, and also you know use that that the extra money I can get from being debt free to put it towards right. some other uh, assets, you know, and whatnot. Um, and everything and so uh, yes i you know i am in a you know relationship since uh speak with you back in january january um whatnot um so um yeah we've been well we've before, been dating before, each other well, before, oh yeah go 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 ahead. before yeah. we get into that we can get into that i want to bring this back to the the topic of you know rebuilding men and so oh yeah, the, yeah sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's all good because I, I told you to I told you to go on. So, but I do have a couple questions for you before we get into you know your dating, your new boo. But the first question I have is how is Finley becoming more godly, a more godly man every day? So, um, let's go with I that think first. One of the things that we were talking about during my Bible study a while back ago is having is making an appointment, making an appointment with God. I think that's one of the ways that I think that's really helping me out is really making the same way how I make, you know, doctor's appointments and, you know, meetings and all that jazz. And the same way I need to have with, you know, spirit of God, you know, um, making your appointment. Um, so for me, um, I work out in the early in the morning with a friend of mine and those drives are to go to the gym is about a good 20 minute drive. And those are those are using my times why you know you know I, I find time to connect with God and you know spend time I won't say audio sound driving I'm audio you know listening to to the word that's being said to me I'm in the car and so um, a lot of times I think um, with me um, a lot of times you know my my girlfriend she likes I guess you say um, Christian based uh, videos you could say so she'll send some to me and. And we have really good discussions about it. So, um, so those are two things that come, come to, to the top of my head right right then and there. Um, making your appointment and making it a lifestyle, not a uh, not, not like a hard decision, you could say. Oh, I like that. So when you talk about making your appointment, so so for me, I would say that the way I do it is I have like a, it's basically habit tracker and it. It is all points based that I made in Notion, okay. and um, and so on it. I have Bible, I have prayer, um, and I have learning. Those are like the top three things, and they're all weighted higher than anything else that I do. And so those are things that happen every single day. And then I have like priorities, and so it's it's kind of hard to. It's it's in Notion, so I built like this Notion database. Actually, I could probably pull it up. But basically, my point is that the top three things that I focus on pretty much every day is the Word of God, yeah. the um, learning something new to expand myself, whether that be, you know, learning some uh, perspective of like theology or just learning, you know, science or what, whatever it is, just a piece of learning <laughs> that I have taken that I have really sat with and that I understand, not just that I consumed it. And then the third thing is, of course, prayer. And so the prayer is actually prayer slash meditation is that's when you can spend time with God and 
take what you have read from the word or what you have learned from, you know, the content that you've consumed so that you can understand. And so I try to check those every single day. And so, dang it, sign me out. So maybe I can get signed in here in a second to show you. But yeah, but essentially that's how I make my appointment with God is that I have this tracker every single day to make sure that I'm doing it. Because of course, like, as, as a as most men are really competitive, and so you want to make sure that you are you know getting a high score every single day, and so like me being an athlete and being you know competitive and wanting to make sure that I score high, I make sure that I try to check those things off every single day, not just to check them off but to actually be productive like that's the only way I check them off so even if I read a bible verse that's not that's not bible I can't check the Bible thing on. On, I have like a strict criteria of like, you have to have read the Bible and sat with it and really worked to understand it. And so, yeah, I like how you said make an appointment because I think that gets lost because people will get into this thing where it's like, oh, you should read your Bible every day. And it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's good. But sometimes you just don't. Sometimes you don't have time. Sometimes there's other things going on. But if you have a, you know, priority list, right? Then you will be you'll you'll be more likely to read your Bible, you know, almost every single day or every single day more often so that you can get um something out of it. So um right, yeah, I, right. I would I'll right, definitely right. show you that. It is I got to put in this code. But yeah, what do you think about that? Um I think um there's a part you said is like reading. Basically, your point was that read, make sure you're just not reading, just to read, read, you read to understand. Um, I think yeah, that part understanding, really, yes. you know, uh, um, really, it sounds like you really, you just don't let, how can I let, you just don't put, you just, I'm, I'm going to use food, for example. Um, you just, you let yours, you let yours marinate. You just don't sprinkle some seasoning on. You know? Right, because if you just if you just uh, sprinkle the seasoning yeah. on it, then you're not going to have any flavor, right? And that goes back to right. the verse like, you need to be the salt of the earth. But if a, if the salt loses flavor, it's it's good for nothing, right? So it's like you gotta let these things marinate. Yeah, man, I think that's probably the the power of you know Bible study right there um, is when you can read you can we and I can read the same verse, but we got two different perspectives. Exactly, and being able to dis- and being able to discuss it and seeing like, okay, let's go to the source because all, all all lights are shining, but we got two different you know Blu-rays going on right now. Let's get on, let's get on the same source, you know. Right. And so, all right, so um, I think I think that's the real powerful aspect right there. So here is the habit tracker that I made basically. So last week wasn't a great week, honestly, as far as like um, the scores that I got. So I can actually go up to 108. So you see on Saturday. I got a hundred and eight because I checked off the three bonus things. And so basically I have Bible prayer learning content, which is basically what I'm doing now. Or if we're not filming that day, it's making sure like everything's good with YouTube. We got something going out. We got something cut up. Yeah. Uh, health could be, I'm either working out that day. I'm at a ball field moving around. Or if I'm, you know, it's like an off day that I'm eating properly, drinking 
the I have like this recovery drink that I get from Five Star that uh, was recommended to mm-hmm. me. So making sure I consume that, mm-hmm. and then I have priorities. So every day I list out three priorities that I need to do, basically like my task for the day. And as long as I check those off, then I get the points for that. And then I might have like to do bonus things. So if I, you know, say it could be like getting my car washed or something, making sure my car is clean. Um, if I check that off, then I can check those off. And so that's how you get 108. But if you check off everything without the bonus bonuses, then that's just 100. And so like if I make one for today, you can see that they're actually all weighted differently. So if I go to bonus and I even have like this little signal thing, it says you're a failure because you're, you're only 18% if you only get prayer. But then you see prayers going up to 37%, learning, now you're at 47, mm-hmm. content, health. So if I check off all those, I'm at 76. So that's like a mediocre day. Because those are just the priorities. They're weighted the heaviest, but those are the things that I should be doing every day anyway. So that's just a mediocre day. So you'll see that it's at mediocre. Mm-hmm. But now I got the priorities. Like these are the things that I need to get done for the day. So now I'm at 84, get my second priority done at 92, and then 100 with all the priorities. And then you got three bonuses that can help you out. If like, say, you're struggling to get the content because, you know, your priorities are you know, taking up too much of the day. That just kind of helps balance it out. So that's what I do. And then up here, I have it broken down by weekday. And so I can see, like, what's my most productive day. So, like, Sunday is – no, Tuesday is actually my most productive day. So tomorrow should be – if I stay on this trend, should be the most productive day. But then I also have monthly here – so I've only been doing it since February. So you can see your score for the month. You can see cool. you know averages and stuff. And then um, if you scroll over to, then you'll see like your scores for the month in specific areas right there as well. And then of course like quarterly here and then yearly here. So yearly doing pretty good. Um, I'm being profitable which means that I'm over 90%. So, but it also says if you this look is, at the, this is dope. If you look at the AOI, it's like the area of improvement. So I could have better health, which means I need to be checking health more. And so you can see like hey, that's that's what you need to work on. So if you go back to the mm-hmm. to the weekday, so the only day I don't have an area of improvement is on Tuesday. So I'm basically uh. just killing Tuesday. But Saturday, if you look all the way down, I can improve, you know, reading my Bible and letting it marinate, which is, that's always going to be tough on a Saturday because generally I'm at a ballpark or uh, I'm at like a commitment that requires me to be away from home um, of some sort. Mm. But it's just a way to keep keep myself on track. So when you talk about setting an appointment with God, you don't have to go all out like this, but you need to put measures and things in your life to make sure that you are orienting yourself towards Christ. Um you know, in a positive manner, because you don't want to be like, you don't want to make the propositional statement, I'm going to be better at reading my Bible. And then that's all you do. You want to, you know, like we said, go through the process of if you really want to be better at reading your Bible, then put measures in place that allow you to do that. Right, man. You definitely got it down to a, you have a system in place. I was, yeah, I'll yeah. definitely say that. <laughs> Um, I've never seen anything, anything like this, man. This, this is, this is, I mean, this is amazing right here. Um, 
can you do this through your phone or you have to yeah so like notion has an app on your phone so i can update things on my phone um Hmm. like say i you know just checked off a priority but i'm not near my Mm -hmm. computer i could just make sure i update it on my phone um, so mm-hmm. that that's the really cool thing about it is Notion has you know the computer desktop app, but it's also a mobile app as well that you can download Android, and you're a lot you're, you're able to create like the spreadsheets like that. And so I actually have one for my softball stats. I have one for my player stats when I coach. So I've uh, I like building the databases. It's, it's a lot of fun to see exactly what you can do and things that you can extract um, from them. So. Really cool, really cool, but um, yeah. So let's let's get into another question that we have. How does Finley live God's will practically? So you know, I mean, you kind of touched on it, like you you're making appointments, well, right, and being intentional. But how are you, mm-hmm. you know, living that out? I see. I see, I see you going there, man. Um, I think for me, it's more along the lines of my acts, my acts of service. Um, like this uh, past, well, a couple of weeks ago, um, doing, 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 doing the works of God. You could say, um, for for example, uh, this this other other weekend ago, I'm not sure what weekend it was, but it was sometime early May or late April, one of those two. Um, had all these. Things that need to be done at the church, uh, they're doing some type of a ship lap. Is basically this man's like panels that you see across some houses. You see, yeah, right. Um, they needed to get that uh, mounted in this. Uh, we call it a fellowship hall. You know, um, you know. At that time, you know, I one two things. I want to learn how to do it because you know I love things that um, all along that construction construction line that you can just learn from other men. Um, that you can you know translate into when you get your own house type deal, and then another thing, um, there's also time to actually um, learn from. Um, actually, yeah, we got to, we got to actually talking about the Bible out of you know doing cutting wood and all this, and you know all, all all of a sudden, and so um, I think for me it's really more about me. Not there's two things: me being able to receive what's coming in from from these men, and also being able to, to say it to other people. Um, so for example, um, within the last time you and I spoke sometime in January, um, I think in the month of February, I think more February or March, one of those two, I was teaching, uh, teaching, um, uh, the, the high schoolers and whatnot. And so, um, during, during that time, I think our, I think our lesson, if I can remember was about, uh, it's called on the flip side. So for example, um, you see things, as um, you you may you may see you may see things in one way, but God sees it in another way. So, for right. example, I think where I think I went over Isaiah with them, the book of Isaiah. There's somewhere in there where um, I think uh, the Jews were getting like everything made for them and everything. They're, they're living life. I mean, they, they don't they don't got they don't got their check cut to them. And at the end of the day, they're like wondering, like, hey, we're doing all these things that. Um, that looks good from external side, but how come we're not getting blessed um, at all? And then God comes back, Jesus comes and says, "Hey, you're not fasting. You're you're turning you're you're turning away from the homeless. You're so focused on yourself that you're not concerned for others. You know what I mean? And so um, 
those are those are some things I feel like in a, in a in a in a practical way um, that I feel like I'm I'm doing is being able to receive the word and also being able to to uh, to, to tell to tell unto others. You know, a lot of times the guy who I work out with um, in the mornings, you know, I ask him like, you know, what he goes we we go to the same church. You know, like yeah. you know, we him and I have a whole you know the discussion about hey, what's what did you take here? Where did you take there? You know, when pastors pastor or this minister said that. And so that's what really builds upon us, you know, when we have when we have discussions and actually put it into action. I think that's what what you're saying to challenge yourself. You know, you know, that may be something that may be a category you may want to put on a notion, you know, a a challenge, you know, Uh, that that could be like the ultimate point. You know what I mean? And so uh, really, you know, challenging your your own brain, um, what you want. I think the biggest thing here, I was actually scrolling through my phone to see if I could find it. Um, I think that relates to most men. It was in. No oh, man, I just had it. But any, all it says right here. Here we go. In First uh, Corinthians uh, chapter two, verse five, um, it says, I, "I did this so you would not trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God." Mm, yeah. um, and so, a lot of times, I think for us, you know, for I think, kind of getting back to your question, how can we make men more godly? A lot of times, we're just depending on our human wisdom to to get us on through. But when you have that real, we have, what, what can get you that step further, what can really get you that true faith, that true fruit that you really want to um, to have for yourself is when you start relying on God's wisdom, not your own right. well, wisdom. Well, when you rely on your own wisdom, it's like, that's just it. It's like your own wisdom. It's where your wisdom is capped at at that moment. But God has the infinite wisdom. He has all. He has the wisdom that you have, plus all the wisdom that you don't have. And so I like what you said when you um, said, like, we can all read a Bible verse and have a different perspective and have a different view. Like, that's that's really beautiful because there's there's a sense where like there's all these different perspectives that are fruitful for um, fruitful views of this Bible verse. And it's like you have this limited view that you are beholden to because you're like, oh, somebody told me this is right, or you read it and you're stubborn in your ways, and you don't have, you don't have the desire to expand your horizons. Like your your view is at like 15 degrees right now, like it's very acute. But God has the 360 view, and as a matter of fact, God doesn't just have the 360 view, he is the 360 view. He is the wisdom that you have, plus all the wisdom that you could attain if you were to submit to him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. sir. That that was great, man. That was great. So, yeah. So, we are going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to get to our prof tips. So, Finley will see some of my prof tips that I have uh, come up with from you know reading the word and react to that. Yes, and um, I want y'all to send in some relationship questions. We will get into those um, for Finley, or I'll, I'll answer some of mine as well. Um, and we're just going to have some more quality conversation before we wrap up and get out of here. So remember, God is with you. We'll be right back. The difference between loneliness and being alone. Oh, please tell us why you decided to, well, why is this your point? Like, Mm -hmm. what are you thinking? Yeah, so I was watching the video. It kind of brought me back to when I felt lonely. And there was a point where, um, I'll get into like my story a little bit later, but there was a point where I was 
like, okay, I'm on my walk with Jesus. I'm on my walk with God. I'm kind of studying like loneliness, being alone kind of thing. And I learned that loneliness is more of an emotion, whereas being alone is like your setting is it's it's where you are currently like if you're like alone in your apartment right. or something it's something that you're doing in the present yes yeah so and i learned like god works through you when you're alone like when you're alone god has the opportunity right. to honestly do whatever because you're you, you have no yeah. distractions you have nothing that can hinder that interaction right there it's so like that's that's their secret place yes yes yeah so that's my big takeaway is i think if people understood that there is beauty in being alone but understand you have to be purposeful in that in that moment alone too amen to that so you had a bible verse as well yes and it was isaiah 41 10 yeah fear not for i am with you be not dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you i will help you i will uphold you with my righteous right hand and i chose that one because i mean i feel like it's the opposite of what loneliness feels like like you feel like you're well, obviously alone you feel like no one understands you you feel like you're kind of weak right and i think that bible verse like the opposite it's hopeful it it shows how having god in your life mm -hmm. can turn those things around profitable conversations we rocking out with finley woods today shout out to all the quality people in the building man we're having a lot of fun Send in your relationship questions. We're going to get to them right after we go through some of the prof tips. Make sure that you... Because we on a mission to spread some practical religion. All right, let's get to some quality comments before we get into the prof tips. Kenny McIntosh says, that notion thing is no joke. Hey, yeah. Hey, it took, he ended up, yeah. I was like, I'm looking at that like, man, like, that's, a, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it took... It took a lot of work and a lot of uh, YouTube tutorials. I will say that. <laughs> I will say that. Aunt Cindy yeah. says, spiritual growth requires being intentional. Ooh, okay. Let's react to that really quick. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, uh, the first thing that goes to my head is that uh, that the gospel song, you know, um, he's, he's intentional. Oh, yeah, by I'm Travis sure Green. Yeah, yeah, Travis yeah, Green, intentional, yeah. And the, you know, that's that's the first thing that goes ahead when I see uh, when I read that. Um, I think where she's going at is, you know, it's kind of like what you're saying with active faith um, versus, I, I guess you could say fake faith, you could say. You know? um, right. Or it's you just, know, so you have, you have, well, it's just belief, basically, just propositional yeah, belief. belief, I guess. And so it's kind of close to what, um, what, what Sydney's saying here is that, hey, if you... You you got you gotta make you gotta make this the same way you make an intent to show up at your job at seven o'clock or eight o'clock every real time you show up. The same you have to be intentional to go in there and put on a smile for you say if you do a customer service based job and all that. The same way you need to have that same energy with it when it comes to the word of God, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, a lot of times you just can't be a, 
you just can't make this a, a secondary, third option, or fifth option, whatnot. You need to make this your first option because if you make it your first option, everything else will flow through you um, out, out to others. And so you can't. How about this? You can't turn on your. You can't turn on the light you have when when you when you just skipped over it. We're trying to do something else. You know what I mean? Right. Well, so the same way how well, you. Go ahead. Well, yeah, you can't you can't be the light that you don't have that you can't get from Christ. Yeah. Like if Christ is the light of the world, and you think that you could just emit more light without Him, it's like no, you're mm-hmm. actually just becoming more spiritually dim, more spiritually dark. So, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, amen to that. Amen. Hold up, we got TJ Three History in the building. What's up? Shout out Trent. We are. We actually got a project coming up. We got a project coming up this uh, Wednesday. We'll be Airbase Georgia filming with our good friends there. So I am really excited for that. Oh, you're getting a, a quality welcome, Trent. <laughs> TJ3, hopefully the 104-year-old and the 95-year-old vets work out for you. Yes. Yeah, we, we, we are backlogged. I will tell you that. We are, we are backlogged with vets. Um, he's, he's been working around the clock. Plus now we have baseball season coming up. And so I know he is, a <laughs> he is a, a busy, busy man because not only does he have those two things, he has three kids that are all under the age of four, I believe. I think the yeah. oldest is four or maybe five. So yeah, three kids. Yeah. It, it's, it's a handful. It's a handful, but shout out to Trent. He is a quality man. He is a, a good man that we should model and he's always striving to become better as well. So, and he's grown an excellent YouTube channel. And so that, that's, that's our goal is to grow, you know, a good YouTube channel. That's why we're having quality conversations with quality people like Finley. All right. We got two more comments before. Um, actually, no, I think that was it. That was it. All right. Let's get into, let's get into, all right, last topic, prof tips. You know the deal. We used to do this on Instagram, everywhere. Now we get yep. to have people react to my prof tips, or yes, like I previously said, it's tweets that haven't been tweeted. So let's get into that right now. So, Finley, I need you to react to... Some of these prof tips. Here's the first one. Only got two for you today. The problem with our culture is that we serve wealth over God. React. (laughs) The problem with our culture is that we serve wealth over God. Mm. You know, um, isn't that a saying like the money is the root of all all evil? You know, to type do. I think a lot of times is that, you know, your God doesn't have a salary limit on you. You know what I mean? He doesn't have you. Okay. You need to be, uh, you need to have like, I guess a thousand dollars in your savings account to be close to God. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times, you know, mm-hmm. even yeah. from not from a wealth perspective, but from a, how people perceive you as somebody who has wealth, so, like for example, say if you you know you go on you go on to church, and you know say everybody got under you know Sunday's best, and you come in with a t-shirt and some shorts, you know you gonna you like you gonna feel 
out of, you know, you may feel out of place, you know what I mean? And those people in church may make you feel out of place because they're looking up you up and down like, what you, why you come here looking like that? Yeah, like your presentation. So, yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of times is that you're, it's kind of like one of those type deals that God, you know, is your health. You know, your wealth is not your health. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the thing that really goes, goes to my head is that, Yes, God does want you to, you know, be, you could say, I'm mean, it's kind of funny, I'll say be profitable, you know. There you um, go. You know Gary. Uh, but at the same time, that is not that is not the root of what God, you know, wants for you to, to be. You know what I mean? Like your money doesn't dictate if you get into heaven. You know what I mean? Right. Your money doesn't mean you can't evangelize with somebody. Oh your yeah. Money yeah. Doesn't mean that you can't, you know, be closeless. You can't be, you know, you can't you know, go to church. You know, your your money status doesn't have nothing to do about how good, how close you can be with God. You know what I right. mean? Well, that's why and it says it's, so, it's hard for a rich man to, you ahead. know, enter the kingdom of God. That's why it says it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. But also, like, yeah. uh, the, the, the example that you said with the person going to church or whatever and not being accepted because of the outward appearance, it's, we actually had a Bible verse that we went over in First Samuel on the last quality pod um, when it was basically talking about Sam, uh, God doesn't look at the outward appearance like man looks at the outward mm. appearance. I'm summarizing the verse. But God was talking to Samuel and saying, like, God looks at the heart of man. He looks at their character. He looks at how they are oriented towards yes, him. Sir rather than Mm -hmm. the outward appearance. And so when, yeah, it might be odd if somebody, you know, walks into church and their Sunday's best doesn't look like your Sunday's best or everybody else's Sunday's best. But it's like, at the end of the day, it doesn't, that what matters is their heart. Is their heart in the right place? Now, they could look crazy. And of course, you, you you can ask them about it. But as long as they're, we are steering people's hearts towards God, that is the ultimate yeah, yeah, yeah. goal of church, of why we commune mm. together, so that we can get yes, a sir. deeper and a broader perspective. And then going back to uh, the prof tip, and so you, you, you hit the nail on the head with the verse because you said, like, um, the love of money is the root of all evil. Right after it, it says you can't serve God and mammon, and mammon basically just means wealth. And a lot of times, material things, not even just money, just material things in general, can be a distraction to what we could be in Christ, right? And so it's like we let these material things, chasing money, chasing women, especially for men, chasing you know fame, we let these things be a hindrance to what we could actually be, to the optimal person that we could be. Um, and oftentimes that is our cap. It's like, oh, once I get this amount of money, once I'm a millionaire, that's our cap. And God's like, no, like I want to forever expand you, right? And whether you have a million dollars or not, it's not about the material things that you have. It's about the the content of your heart. I was thinking about yeah, content man. of your character of what Dr. Martin Luther King said, but it's, it's about the content of your heart and how you're, or like how your being is actually oriented. 
Yeah, man. Uh, now I was pulling up this verse while you were talking. Um, Romans 12, Romans 12, verse 3. Um, says here, uh, be- because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Do not think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your own value. Be honest in your valuation of yourselves. Measure yourselves by the faith God has given us. And so, one, of the, you know, essentially, what this this is Romans three, uh, Romans twelve. I'll, uh, I think you got it up on screen. But yeah, essentially, um, it's, it's saying here that hey, don't think too high of yourself. You know, what I mean, don't right. think you know because you got the the fur coat on, or you got the lemon pepper steppers, or you got the you know, the whatever you, know, you, got, you got the you know you got whatever you got on you know what I mean don't it's kind of like you know I'll make it even more plain don't think because you know you you know some person you know in a you know up there on the pulpit that you does higher than everybody else you know what I mean um you know just because you got on all these suits and deacons and this stuff you know like man at the end of the day you still are a man and woman of God you know and so and so a lot of times you know a lot of times the things that God wanted to look good came from his instruction. And a lot of times the things that you're moving in is through your own instruction. You know what I mean? Like for example, when God, um, when, um, when, what's his name? Er, no, no. Um, somewhere in Exodus, when they're, when they're building the, uh, the, the ark or they're building a temple, he gave all those instructions of Acadian, Acacia wood and all that jazz and these dimensions and all that. Oh yeah. Well, um, that was in both cases actually. Yeah. Yeah, so but those instructions came from God. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So a lot of, my point is that a lot of times when you're making those decisions to get those nice things, those those will come from your own brain, from your own human wisdom, not come from God. You right, yeah. It's like if you if and you so, haven't submitted yeah. to the wisdom of God, then you you won't be open to the wisdom of or or the instruction of when to build the ark. So that you can survive the flood, in a sense, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I like yeah. what you said. It's because it kind of reminds you of like, don't be on your high horse. It's like because the yeah, King man. of Kings rode in on a donkey. It's like so get off your high horse. We think it's about us riding in mm-hmm. on this high horse. But the Bible yeah. always talks about the Son of Man did not come to be served, but the Son of Man came to serve. So Christ come came. On, man. For the service of others rather than to be served. And that is the ultimate version of how you can be a king. It's not when you sit back and you are getting served and people are, you have these servants dropping grapes in your mouth. It's actually when you are being of service to other people. That's when, you know, Christ, back to our quote earlier um, in our rebuilding men section. That's when Christ has can rebuild your temple because you have submitted to him, you have destroyed your temple, and you have given him, you know, the the rights to construct your temple, essentially, to rebuild it. Yeah. To 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 keep with the analogy. So yeah, I like that. That was good. Gotta get all that in. I get all that in. So yes, yeah, so that was the first one. Here's the second one. The second one, when you are around dull people, you get dull results. So yeah, we uh, we hinted at this earlier, but now let's go further into discussion about this. Okay. Um, it's kind of like, you know, 
my reaction. <laughs> my uh, my initial reaction is thinking two things. You know, broke people can't fix broke people. You know, one of the things that um, when you're looking for your purpose in life, you, you know, you start to ask like your friends and, you know, um, friends and people around your same age bracket who are in the same predicament as you, but looking forward, but they don't know anything about it. You know what I mean? So um, it's kind of like, you know, you're wanting to choose a school to go to that, you know, has this certain, uh, let's just say medical school. And you ask your friend, you know, hey, where you gonna go to school at? Man, you should, you know, it's don't, don't it don't hurt asking your friend where to go to school at. You know, that's not my point, but it makes more sense to ask somebody who's been through that medical profession you're going through to, you know, to get you where you need to go. You know, right? Because they have so, experience. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so you know, it comes down to you know, like that verse about iron sharp, iron sharp as iron. You know what I mean? And so the thing is that you can't be around, um, you could say here, dull people but expect some transformation to take place as in working in the way you want to work at, you know what I mean? And so you, you can't be around, um, I guess, low vibrational people and expect some high, high outputs, you know? And so when you, so it's kind of like, for example, uh, the NBA playoffs are going on right now. You know what I mean? If LeBron James comes in the game with his mental side already down and out, more than likely he's going to perform down. You know what I mean? He ain't going to have his triple-double and all that good stuff he gets on a night, nightly basis, you know? And so it's the same concept here. Like, you have – so it's the same concept here. You, the reason you don't have – your your community, the people you're around, really reflects on who the person you're going to be. You know what I mean? I really do hold that true. You know what I mean? The people who are going to place that you want to go, you know what I mean, and really challenging – you to become that next person. You know, a lot of men, be honest with you, you know, you have a lot of men who are, uh, you have a lot of male friends who, you know, they're, they're your good buddies, but you know what I mean? But are they your accountability partners? You know what I mean? Are they are they holding you accountable to get to get further in life? Or are they just, uh, I want to say stagnant with you, but they're on the same playing field. You know, there's, not, there's no elevation going on. You know what I mean? And so um, those 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 are my you know initial reactions you know Josh man you know what what about yourself man no I mean you you basically sum, summed it up and I I I went into depth on this on the the last profitable conversations when we were talking about John Morant and it's essentially you want to be a reflection of what you want to see in your community come on now and so if you want to be a reflection of what you want to see around you then you need to surround yourself with what you want to see as well. And so, I mean, if something is broken, then it's, first of all, take the responsibility of saying, okay, I'm going to fix it, even if I didn't break it, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's, that's what Christ does. He's like, oh, there's sin in the world. Okay, I will be the sacrificial lamb. Like, this is why God has sent me. I know my purpose. And then, so you take on this responsibility, and then as a result, you start to minister to people who are open to the way, the truth, and the light. So then as a result of that, of course, there's going to be opposition against you. And so even though you're, you're reflecting what you want to see, there's always going to be you know, old heads or these super traditional people saying, I don't want to change this. There's nothing wrong with these ways essentially. Ooh. 
Right. Ooh, because ooh, yeah. they're comfortable. They're comfortable being, I don't want to say just poor, but in, in, a, in a poor state, right? They're, they're, they don't want to elevate beyond the state that it's at. And so they are trying to hold on to this tradition in a sense. And so you take on the responsibility. They're trying to hold on to it. And as a result, you stand bold in the truth. And what happens is they try to crucify you. They try to burn you at the stake. They try to, you know, publicly condemn you. But what happens is when they crucify you, if you are truly following Christ, then you shatter death, right? You overcome the situation, right? Christ is able to do a work in you. And this reflection of light, right, eradicates the darkness, because even though it looked like, oh, no, you're outnumbered, you're down for the count, they're going to slaughter you, you know, if you have Christ, if you are truly following the way, then you will shatter the death that they, you know, bestow upon you. So, yeah, you need to be a reflection of what you want to see. And then the people who you minister to, right, they also need to, like, you show them where that light comes from. And then, you know, darkness is the absence of light. And so if you're illuminated and then you start illuminating people, then, and y'all are going around the town and fixing things, then darkness, it has no choice but to be eradicated because it's, it's being, being illuminated. So, yeah. That's good, mate. Do you mind pulling up a Philippians 4? Yes. Philippians 4, uh, verse 8. Philippians 4, verse 8. So um, I'm going to read it on what I have on myself, my cell phone here. So I got the NLT. Anyway, um, it says here, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. I appreciate it, man. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and are worthy of praise. You know, bring up that quote again, Josh. Your 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 tip. You know, when you read that and then when you read your quote, and then you read what I just read, um, you know. This right here, when you're in a, when a, a dull person doesn't doesn't reflect on this verse right here at all. When you saying to yourself, fix, he's literally saying, God's literally saying, fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, mm -hmm. lovely, and admirable. That is the complete opposite of what you're almost you know, of a dull person, right? You know. And so the thing, the thing is that God doesn't want, God doesn't, <laughs> your light isn't shining when you're dull. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I mean, because I mean, the, it ahead. could be, you can say dull, you can say dull person or you can say dim person if we're sticking with yeah. the, the light analogy of being illuminated, right? And so a dull person is equal to somebody who's dim or who is just dark, in a sense, because they have no light. And so they're just, they're dull, in a sense. They're not sharp. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I just think it just comes down to man, like just change, change, you know, changing your mind, changing your mindset, you know, um, changing, you know, really reflecting on the God, the person that God wants me to be. You know, yeah, that's the I renewing of the times, mind. Yeah, I think a lot of times if you, you know, ask yourself that as you go through your life, you know what I mean, and you know, make it a uh, what, what, what did you call it on your notion? Make it an activity, you know what I mean? Uh, make it a, a question to ask yourself. Right. Um, you know, to say, hey, what, you know, what does the man God wants me to become? You know? And so I think, you know, when you have that, that puts you in a self reflection point of, okay, this isn't about, you know, I guess the house and the, the car and, you know, the job status and all that, you know, when you start asking yourself questions, it comes down to, you know, what, well, you start, first you start thinking, okay, what does God even want, you know? And then the second part is understanding, okay, this is who I want, who I want to become and really going on a journey of self-reflection. And so then, you know, you may figure out that, hey, I'm living good, but I'm not living as I should. You know, mm, and yeah. So, and so, I mean, and that's, and that's, I mean, I think that's the the, the connection with your with your quote right there. You know, uh, with dull people produce dull results. You know, uh, so yeah, man, it's you know, it's you know, these these are you know, I'm not you know, I like to see you know, your other tips you got in, in your hat, man. But yeah, man. you know, those two are they're definitely dope, man. Well, I can tell you. That I definitely have a couple more from this episode. Um, one is, don't, don't, don't ride your high horse when Jesus rode in on a donkey. So I'm gonna write that down right now. Oh, yeah. so that's something. To to studio man, we already are in the studio, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's that's say that one more yeah, time, that, Josh. Don't ride your high horse when. Jesus mm. rode in on a donkey. Boy, that's a t-shirt. Wait, 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 wait to come into production, man, right there. I got a t-shirt right there. That might become a lyric one day. And then there was there was something else that I had. It escapes my mind. I'll, I'll I'll probably think of it again when I when I when I watch this back or something. But that that was that was one, and I definitely had another one that was that was really good too. So I need to remember to just keep a pen and paper for when I think of when I think of these things. All right, let's and get into put on a notion. Put it on a notion. The notion. Right. <laughs> let's get into some uh, quality comments. Um, T Max says these young men. I tell you, the knowledge. But God, but God, say what? it, young what? man. But God. Amen. I love it. 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 All right. Oh, oh, on Cindy. Yes. Um, it says, come as you are and then grow. More conservative in clothes. Well, yeah, because that's that's just the the principle of modesty. Um Hashtag no cleavage or low hanging pants. We'll take up a collection for the belt. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. She actually reminded me of what my prof tip um, that I thought of was going to be. And I actually thought of this earlier this week um, because you always hear people say, come as you are, right? Come as you are. And it's like, yeah, 
of course, come as you are, but leave like Christ. And so that's the prophetic is like, come as you are, but leave more like Christ. Because that's the goal. When you come in communion, into fellowship with the saints, with Christians, the, the idea is that we are sharpening each other. The idea is that we are illuminating each other. So when you leave, right, you should leave more like Christ. You shouldn't leave the same way you came, in a sense. So yeah, that is a, what What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'll, I'm a little, uh, I wasn't sure. I think because you know, because you know her, you, you know, you know, Sydney, where she's coming from. I think since I don't know, I don't know where she was coming from, meaning that I'm not sure she's coming from a perspective of a, this is how you need to come dressed. Or are you saying? Oh, okay. No, so I, I think, I, I think she means, this, yeah, this is my aunt. So I think she means like, yeah, come as you are. So if you just left the club in a sense and stumbled into church, it's like, yeah, yeah. Come on into church, but then grow. And so that's, that's kind of the second part of my, the prop tip that I came up with, but leave like Christ. And so when you leave, you're continually growing in Christ. And so okay. next weekend, okay. maybe you're not coming. I mean, it, it's not as simple as this, but the next weekend, ideally it's like, I don't come from the club. I come from my house. And maybe I'm not still dressed as modest as I should be, but I'm dressed more modestly because yeah. now I'm on this path. And then week after week, it's like a 1%, at least a 1% change for the better, change towards Christ. So that's where I think she's you know, more headed. And uh, Anson, if, okay, you put, yeah. if, you put in, if you put in more clarification, we will, we will pop up your comment on the screen as well. I get it, man. I think, I think the biggest thing is just on is, – is on the flip side of it. Um, yes, come as you are, and we want you to grow. But don't. But on the flip side, for you as the, I guess the person who's not, I guess it's coming in a club dress. You could say, don't condemn them. Don't don't give them judgy eyes on it as well. Um, so, for example, you see this a lot of times in you know in our population, the young adult community. Is that you know? Sure, I may. I'll be honest. With you, I don't wear a suit to church. I wear you know a, a t-shirt and some jeans and some shoes, obviously. But I mean, I'm not dressed to the nines. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm just casually, you know. Right. And um, I think a lot of times we kind of talk about early, like with the you know, so the old the old heads is that you know they're you know that's probably that's probably what they grew up in. You know, wearing a you know a casket sharp shoe. You know, which is good. You know what I mean? It looks good. It, it dresses good, but the same. But thing is, don't don't put down and don't put down another man who's coming to get the word, but you're putting him down just because he doesn't dress like you, right? But well, Jesus didn't judge nobody in through many stories of the Bible. When I guess he, he quote will say he could have, you know, but that's that's not that's not the that's not the God that we serve. Is God just yeah? So I think that's I think that's another flip side to it that is going through my head while you were explaining and rereading Sydney's comment of yes, we want you to grow, but don't come with them when they walk in or with just yes. Accept them for 
kind of like how you said, could set them for who they are and allow and meet them where they're at. And then that's when your seed is planted in them from the foundation. Because a lot of times what people say is that, man, why came to church? You know, I thought it was going to be uptight and all that. But once I, you know, I met Miss Smith or whatever, she hugged me with open arms. I felt love. She, you know, gave me some water, asked me how I was doing. You know, stories like that. That is the that is the seed that was, that was planted so the flower can grow into what their testimony is about to become, you know. And so um, a lot of times that, that seed is cut off because you're already judging them as soon as they walk through the door. But right. they come to get the word and get better, you know. And so, um, yeah. Well, yeah. And what you say is like something that I say a lot as well is like meet people where they are, but also push them to where they can be. And so it's like you meet people where they are, but you also push them for towards where they could be in Christ, obviously. And so also in John 8, going back to the judgment, it's like, there's a lady, um, and she's been accused of adultery, sleeping around. And the scribes and Pharisees are basically like, hey, this woman, according to the law of Moses, she should be stoned to death. What say you? And Jesus basically just says nothing. And they're basically getting antsy and angry with them. And they're like, hey, what say you? Like, shouldn't she, shouldn't she be killed according to the law? And... He just, you know, just gets up and he's just like, let he, without sin, cast the first stone. And a lot of times I think people, especially who know the past of, you know, a person will just be quick to judge them and, well, not necessarily judge them. There's, there's a difference between judging somebody and then condemning them, right? And so, like, you can judge somebody and then you know, rightfully nudge them in the right way, hold them accountable, but also, you know, properly push them in the right way. But then there's the judgment to where you condemn them. And and to that, Jesus is saying, hey, let he without sin cast the first stone. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you want to throw, you know, you want to throw the stones when you are not spotless, you're not perfect, you don't have it all figured out. It's like, the stones could be thrown right back at you. And so that's what, um, that's what I think you're getting at as well. And so, yeah, yeah I, think, I think that was really Amen. good. Amen. All right, we got a few more comments here. Um, Aunt Cindy says, <laughs> there it goes. When will you interview TJ3? Huh, that's a good question. I, I'll ask him. I know um, I talked to his brother and him and... His wife, we, we, uh, Kenya and I played disc golf with them a couple weeks ago. They're great. They, they will come on the show. Um, TJ3, not sure if he'll come on the show. I think he will. But, you know, he's, a, he's more of a produce, a gotta be produced type of guy. That's why his videos are super produced and everything. So um, I'm sure he'll be open to a discussion, but we, we'll see. Maybe in due time. So that is the answer to that. Um, Mama Prophet says, preach Finley. You are so correct. We move on our own whims and desires, claiming that we heard from God. Oh, oh, don't, don't, oh, don't get into that. She, whew, she's opening up a can of worms with that one. Yes, I heard 
heard from I got a message from on high. She 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 probably she probably you know you know yelling yelling that from the kitchen right there. <laughs> gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch Eat, it. Eating that pound cake. All right. Last couple comments. Anthony says, "Hey man, we at the church shouldn't be kicking people out for their appearance. If you're not saved, you may not know better. Not everyone wears fancy clothes, but definitely be covered." So yeah. So this is just speaking to the principle of modesty um, that is. Yeah definitely taught in the new testament of you know be just proper just be presentable right don't because when you show flesh it's like you're inviting eyes on you whether you're male or female and so going back to it's not about us get off your high horse because jesus rode in on a donkey he came to serve not to be served when you're you know dressing in a fashion that says hey look at me even if you're wearing like a nice suit but it's just super flashy and it's like all the attention's on your suit, right? When people come to church and the pastor's wearing like this crazy outfit and yeah, you leave close. church and the conversation's more about the outfit than the, than the message of God yeah. or message from God, that's a problem. That's an L, you know? So I think that's what, uh, that's what Aunt Cindy is getting at there for sure. All right, so last couple things. T-Max says, see, I grew up, I grew up, you dressed for church. I think she meant you dressed up for church. People can go as they are, but I'm still going to do as I grew up. I wouldn't feel right if I didn't. So she's basically saying, I get doctored up for church. I'm in my Sunday's best. And I mean, but that's just her, you know, um, and that's good um, if, if you choose to do that for sure. All right. So. That's kind of the end of our comments. Uh, before we get on out of here for good, we just want to pop up the schedule for this week. Of course, Monday, we are having our profitable conversation right now. Now, tomorrow is a little bit of a um, up in the air. So it says no show, but there is a chance for rain um, tomorrow. We're supposed to have our championship softball game tomorrow for my softball league. But if it gets canceled early enough, we will try to have a show tomorrow night so that it, we don't have to cancel another show later in the week because uh, if it gets canceled tomorrow, it'll probably be moved to Thursday. But on Wednesday, we will definitely be here at 9.30 p.m. with a quality pod. Thursday, um, we will be here with a quality pod. Uh, again, um, that, is, that is saying that there's no rain tomorrow and things get moved to Thursday. But Thursday, plan is... 7 p.m. with a quality pod. And then Friday. Okay, look at this. We have another Faith and Beyond episode. Kenya is going to be solo on Friday. She's got her show template and everything and topic all ready to go. Um, and there might also be a, another quali- or another profitable conversation that I am working on. So those are the shows. Be looking forward to this. Finley, man, thank you for coming on the show. You yes, sir. have been great. Do you have anything, any final message that you want to leave the people with before we get out of here? Oh, man. Um, I'll, say my, I'll say my final message, man, is just really, underst- uh, you know, for, for, for the men, you know, understand that, you know, that your foundation is rooted in God, you know. Um, 
you know, before you start, you know, thinking about how to start your day, start thinking about your day with, with God, you know, um, before you start, you know, thinking about, hey, you know, where all these external factors understand that, you know, you need to have a foundation with the Lord first and then everything else will work its way on out for you. And so I remember, you know, have your vision, have your purpose, but most importantly, have your foundation. And that's what the, that's what the word of God. So that's all I got, man. You know, I'm going to close the statement. <laughs> I like it. I like Amen. it. Amen to that. Hey, again, we will see you possibly tomorrow, more than likely on Wednesday. So just keep looking out for our daily videos. Uh, but the next time we'll be live, more than likely, will be on Wednesday. Remember, God is God with you. Is with you. Just have a good night, guys. We'll see you later. Give me-